Blog Talk Radio. which I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly, who is a worldwide philosopher, thinker, writer. Of, it, it's just so hard to explain what she does. I just know that she makes a profound difference in all areas of our lives, and I, I feel uh, quite blessed to have her on this show today. Um, unfortunately, our co-host, Jay Logan, will not be on the show due to an emergency and family. Um, everything is fine. He'll be back with us next week. On Thursday at 2 p.m., we'll be having our show, um, a special time. But right now, we are really excited to bring on from Sweden, Gordana Birnat, and we will be sharing more of her teachings, her, you know, um, videos and so forth. You know, there are a lot of uh, people today who uh, proclaim themselves as, it seems everybody is a coach. And, you know, we all need coaches and so forth, but there are very few people that, you know, in my opinion, and, I, and I'm not the all-in, all-in opinion that there is out there, that really does understand what life is, has that um, un, un, unwavering gift, and uses their intention, intuition wisely, the power of intention wisely, and just very grounded in, in what they offer to themselves and others as Gordana. I have just, I've been on Twitter with her now for, quite a while, but seeing her, you know, her words have just been really connecting with me a lot lately, and I thought that they would connect with our audience as well. So without further ado, we're going to bring on our guest host, who is our Director of Operations here at Listen Give and graduate student from Montclair State, Vivian Fong. Vivian, how are you today? I'm well. How are you today, Gail? I'm doing really, really well. I'm excited that you're on with us today, and Jay is really grateful that you were able to stand in for him. You know, Vivian, um, are you excited to bring on Gardana? I'm really excited to bring her on. She's on with us now. You ready to get started? Definitely. I'm very excited for this. (laughs) Yeah, I am too. Gardana, how are you? Hi, Gail. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing really, really well, and thank you for being on our show with us today. Thank you for having me. It's so exciting. 
It is quite exciting having you from Sweden. Um, I think I may have shared with you or didn't that I uh, lived in Sweden for almost a year, uh, some years back, uh, for the last year of the Water Festival. Oh, okay, so, so you were in Stockholm. Yes, I love Stockholm. And I did venture down to Malmo, where you're located as well, so it's quite great, you know. But, um, you know, we're it was just so blessed to have you on the show today and, and really uh, I, I'm speechless to say. So, you know, we'd love to get into, you know, a uh, question and answer with you, but almost like a, a sitting around the coffee table type of conversation. Would that be okay with you? Oh, it's beautiful. It's fine. I love that kind of conversation. So go right ahead. <laughs> okay. And I'd like you to be Vivian. Vivian, this is Gordana. Uh, she is our director of operations and also a student graduating out of Montclair State here in uh, the New York area. Hi, Vivian. Hello. Hi. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Well, you know, Gordana, I was um, had the opportunity to listen to a video uh, in the last couple of days of you with a young lady, uh, Emily, I believe her name was, from Conscious Living on the powerful conversation you both had. It's a very powerful conversation that you had. And, you know, we could get right into it so that our audience knows a little bit more about you. Can you tell us, you know, what is it that you create and you provide for people that you work with? Uh, could you say that again? I couldn't hear the question. Could you please repeat oh. the question? Oh, no, no problem. I was wondering if you could share with our audience what it is that you, you know, that you provide and create with people. We know you're a writer. We know that you're one of the four, you know, foremost forward thinkers of today. But what is it that you do with, you know, individual teaching and, you know, te- uh, teaching with corporations and companies? Can you share with our audience mm-hmm. what exactly the work you do with those, them are? Well, the work I try to do or the things that I want people to get from meeting me is to raise their consciousness. And I try always try to help them connect to their core. So when you started talking about me, you said that you, uh, my tweets resonated so much with you. That is exactly what I'm trying to do when I meet people. I want them to experience themselves from within and the beautiful core that we all are. I'm, I'm totally convinced that every single person on earth has a beautiful, luminous, unconditionally loving core within them. So I want them to connect back to that core. And it doesn't matter to me if, if it's corporations or if it's individuals I work with. It's always about reconnecting to your core and remembering who you truly are. And that's basically what I do, and it's always in a different way, depending on who I do it with, because we're all different and we all have different needs. So it's always in the meeting and in the reactions between us that I, in a way, try to connect you to your own core. <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's a very interesting thing that you would say that because, you know, we, we are, um, you know, as a group of people with the Listen Give Initiative, we are each a group of people who have come together to really make a difference, okay? And we realize in order mm-hmm. to make a difference, a lot comes together with that. You know, a lot of people say they're making a difference. They either do it for self, you know, uh, you know, to be self-lifted because they don't feel like they're lifted within themselves. Or they do it, you know, mm-hmm. for, you know, whatever reason they do it. We really do it because we really mm-hmm. care. You know, but we also understood that you had to take care of yourself in the process. So we believe in giving back to society while prospering in our endeavors at the same time. One of the things I have a question for you on, Gordana, is, you know, um, I, I'm married, okay? And a lot of people are married, but they're also entrepreneurs or they're also working very hard. And a lot of people don't wonder, wonder why they're not as successful as they could be. And, you know, I often say it's a balance. You have to spend time with your spouse or your family members and garner that relationship, the relationship with yourself, and just a relationship with people and really care about them, as well as wanting the success. If you believe that the success is going to come, it may not come right in that moment, but it is coming. You know, I'd love to know what your thoughts are about that, because some people just feel, let me just stay working, I've got to get that done, and then I'll get back to my family 
or I'll get back to my friends, you know. And, um, you know, I just wanted to know your thoughts on that. Well, you know, we have to start redefining what success is. Because if you want success to be something that you do outside of your home, then success will become, it will become an obstacle for you because you will not be able to be with your family. But if you define success as um, a definition of how happy you are, then you can, you can, it, it can be an integral life. It, it can be an integral part of your life because you need, I think that we jump from family to work and from work to family. And what I have tried to do with my own life is that I have tried to create my work to be a part of my life. So if if you would ask me what I do, I cannot answer that question without talking about my life and my desires and who I am as a person because it's, it's an integral part of who I am working. I think the problem lays in that we are defining work as something outside of our family or outside of our, our free time. I don't know if it makes any sense to you, but that's that. I think that that's where the main problem is when defining success and defining being happy with your family. It has to be one and the same. Mm, mm, mm. You, you know, Gordana, could you just say a little bit more about that when you say it has to be one and the same, so that the audience really gets a sense of you know, what what that could mean for them and as well as what you mean by that? Well, I mean that if you're not happy with what you're doing, then your private life won't be happy either because it, it, you, will, you will just do the things you have to do at work and then you hurry back home to be with your family and that is not a, recept, a, a recipe for success. Success is... Is, for me, success is all about how happy you are with who you are. So if you're doing mm. things that you do not love, then you will not know who you are, and then you will be unhappy. It doesn't matter, it mm. doesn't matter if you have a happy ha- family life, because if you divide it into two parts, being at work and doing something that you do not love, and then being at home with the loved ones, it, it becomes a... Um, polarized life and it it will never make you happy so you have to define what success means to you and then in try to somehow make it a part of your everyday life with your family and i know it, it might sound very hard to do but i'm doing it and a lot of people are doing it and maybe it's not maybe you're a person that doesn't want to work from nine to five maybe you need to work from home maybe you need to make some kind of adjustment in your life in order to in, implement what I'm, I'm saying, not everyone needs to work from nine to five. Maybe you need something else. Right, right. So I mm-hmm. hope our audience is really getting that because that's really a powerful thing. I know that Vivian had a question for you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, actually. So, you know, as human beings, we go through phases in our lives. So, you know, whether it's from, you know, being a kid to being a teenager, going through adulthood, even if it's like between switching jobs, so when we go through these transitions in our lives, I'm sorry, in our lives, like how do we handle the worries that the uncertainties that sometimes can come up? How do we handle the worries between, could you repeat that because it's, it's bad sound and I cannot hear the question entirely. Could you say the question again? Sure, sure, no problem. So when we go through different transitions in our lives, how do we handle the worries and the uncertainties that can come up? Well, you know something, worry is, uh, I put it in an article in opera.com at the moment, when I talk about worrying and daydreaming coming from the same source, your infinite imagination. So if you, if you daydream or if you dream about the things you want in your life, then you will have a conscious creation of what, you need, what, what comes up in your life. If you worry, you will, it will become an unconscious creation of what you do not want in your life. So worrying will not get you anywhere. You have to tell yourself that you have to relax through the transitional parts. And actually, I feel that the transitions are just belief systems that others tell us how it is. For instance, we talk about midlife crisis. We talk about 
um, turning 30 as a horrible thing. And I feel that these are just belief systems that others are putting on us. For instance, I never went through any kind of third uh, midlife crisis or uh, a 30 year old crisis. I don't know what that is because I do not believe in that. I, I think that we are all human beings and we experience our reality from within, which means that we stay the same. Only our reactions to our outer reality changes. For instance, when I was a child, I had the same desires as I have now. For instance, I had the desires to explore reality outside of, outside of myself, to explore who I am, why I am here. I've had this since I can remember. So nothing has actually changed. Only my reactions to my outer reality has changed. So I think that I would say to people, stop reacting so much as other people tell you that you should react and start figuring out who you are and how you want your life to be and start daydreaming of the things you want in your life. That's the only way to take yourself through those transitions, which I, from the beginning, do not think are real. They're just belief systems that we are accepting as real. Mm. Wow. You know, I had a question for you um... Gordana, but it something just hit me mm-hmm. as I was reading something that you wrote, okay? You know, mm-hmm. there's something you wrote here, stop blaming your past, stop fearing your future, okay? Then you went on to mm-hmm. say you cannot change what you do not own. Own your past and the future belongs mm-hmm. to you. And you went on, and, and here's mm-hmm. the part that really hit me. You know, a lot of people, you know, and I think all of us go through this. You know, I, I actually went through this uh, one day this week. You know, we deal with a lot of people from all levels of life, you know, from the celebrity to, you know, all of us. And um, mm. you look at your past, you know what I mean? And it mm. keeps showing up in your future because you say to yourself, well, you know, it's, you know, that's my past, I'm over it, I'm done with it. And you think you've owned it, Okay but you still see it sometimes mm-hmm. right in front of you because somewhere one has not dealt with, you know, I'll say maybe I didn't deal with it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us don't deal with it. We thought we have. We thought we've healed from it and gotten over it, okay? So I'm going to mm-hmm. give a, an example of what a lot of people deal with, okay? Um, and, and this is not relating mm-hmm. to me, but someone talked to me about this week in relative to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The young lady that I was speaking to said, you know, my family came from not having a lot of money, Okay. And I know that what I want to create will garner enough money for me to take care of me and my family. And I said, you know, you're putting a lot on your shoulders before you even get started. You've already created your future that you don't have enough and you have to do all of this to help your family. And I said, you know, maybe it's just what you're going to create. And it reminded me of myself, you know, having a single, you know, being from a single parentage myself and my brother and I going to good schools and overcoming. But you still always wonder, will I have enough? You know what I mean? Monetarily and otherwise. Mm. How do we own that mm. path? You know, that past of not enough. We think we've owned it, but we haven't. And not mm. letting that be right in our present that leads us right into the future that we're creating and don't even realize it. Mm. Well, I think that what we need, when we say dealing with our past, it's actually not about saying, I don't care about it. Because uh, then you're not dealing with it. You're just hiding from it. (laughs) What we need to do when dealing with our past is to go back in your memories and look at it from a different perspective. For instance, look for the good things in a bad situation that you remember. And you will see your own strengths in that. And you will also see the weaknesses of the other people involved in that memory and then you can use that in your future now in order to create the reality you want for instance i I, i've been doing this a lot because i had i've had a not so good past my my parents were not um it wasn't let me put it this way it was not the ideal childhood and when i go back in my own memories i remember myself as being a victim which is actually not true because when I start looking at it from a different perspective, when I start looking at me, how did I react to those things? I can see a strong little person doing everything in my power in order to survive. And when you look at it from that perspective, you find that there is 
so much strength in each and every one of us. We are so intelligent as children. And when we start looking at it from that perspective and take that with us from that memory, then we can create a reality where we are strong in the now because that is our true essence from the beginning. It's, it's just about tweaking the perspective in order to see the beauty, the strength, the intelligence, the abundance that we actually have as children and then taking it with us into the now moment and start creating from that perspective. So it's, I mean, the, the things don't change in your memory. The time doesn't change. The people involved in it doesn't change. What they are doing doesn't change. But if you look at how you are reacting to it and the way you survive, because you do survive your past, then you can use that in your now moment to create what you want because it will give you the strength you need to create that. Say that again. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that with our audience. Um, Vivian, it's, it's your turn. <laughs> well, you know, like since, like as you mentioned before, um, I'm graduating from school, so I know that when students are in school, we're taught that we are students, and that becomes our role for a long time, where, mm. you know, people say you are a student, and that's simply what you are. So. How how can we break free from the mindset of I am simply a student to I am whoever I want to be and being a student does not define who I am as a person? I do relate to that question a lot because when I studied, I studied art in the University of Lund here in Sweden and this is exactly what I felt all the time because I had to uh, adjust myself to other people's um, opinions, values, and I was judged back from other people telling me what was right and wrong and how, how I was supposed to think. So it, it, it's, an, it's an important thing to tap into your own value system because the only validation you need is actually your own. You have to realize this on a core level because you do, you do not need the validation other people give you. We live in a society where you need to prove yourself. You need to show on paper what you have been doing or studying mm. or who you are. But actually, what is the most important thing is who you think you are. Because who you think you are, that is what you are creating in your reality. That is what other people see. And you have to be tapped into that all the time. So you have to... You have to believe in yourself. You have to trust in yourself. You have to um, ignore negative suggestions from your outer reality and be sure that what you're doing is right all the time. So it doesn't mean that you, you shut off everybody around you, but it means that you are very much in tune with who you are in the now moment. And I know it's hard when you're a student to do that because you need your grades and you need you need your studying in order to get a job or, or, or anything in your reality. But the most important thing is that you still know who you are and that you stay true to that. And if you feel that something is not what you want when you're, while you're studying, if you feel that it is hurting you or that you are not feeling as yourself, then you need to evaluate it again and maybe do something else. Uh. Yeah, uh, I know that. I know that it sounds it sounds maybe revolutionary to say such a thing, but I have a son, for instance, and he's 19 years this year. And when he stopped uh, going to uh, primary school, he told us that he does didn't want to study anymore because he felt tired and he didn't know what he wanted to be. Uh, which scared us a lot, me and my husband, because we are both uh, from the academic world. We are both, we have both been studying on the university. And it was scary for us to hear that. But as I see it, my son needed the time to figure out who he is and what he wants to do in his life. And he trusted the process. And now he's doing YouTube videos and inspiring a lot of people on the internet. He has 85,000 followers on the internet. And producing videos that young people find entertaining and inspiring, and he's doing what he loves to do. 
So not maybe you don't need to uh, be a student if you feel that it's not uh, evoking the best in you. Uh, I wow. think that's really important for you know in our student audience because mm-hmm. yeah everyone seems to well not everyone but you know a lot of people think that education is where it ha- you have to be but it's like you said some people they don't need it you can be successful without having mm-hmm. to go through college as long as you're doing whatever makes you happy. Yeah, I mean, when you say education, it's a question of defining what education means to you because your life is an education. You're educating yourself all the time, interacting with your reality all the time. The only thing that is different, you won't get a paper where it says that you got this and this grades in educating yourself and your reality. But a lot of people, I mean, a lot of really, really famous people have not gone through education in the traditional way. A lot of people mm-hmm. have just simply done things that they feel are right for them in life. And I, I'm not saying it's easy, but it will take you somewhere if you have a passion in your life and you trust yourself while doing it. Then you maybe, maybe you do not need to be educated in the traditional way. It's, it's, it's optional. You can do whatever you want. It's your life. <laughs> wow. You know, one of the areas, um, I know that we don't have you too much longer, and I ha- we just have like two or three more questions for you. Is that okay, Gordana? Yes, it's okay. <laughs> okay. You know, Gordana, one of the things that's important to the world, you know, a lot of us, you know, when I say a lot of us, humanity itself, sometimes, you know, you know you're an entrepreneur yourself, you know, um, as an entrepreneur, it's not an easy road all the time because in, in certain cases you may have a group of people that, you know, you work with as partners or you may work for yourself or however that looks or even a nine-to-five. Sometimes our relationships, we view that we have to be someone else for, you know, have to be a certain way or, or to get what we want in life. You know, we come from it that way or, you know, um, we come across a certain way. I think relationships are important, and seeing the best in each person is important. Mm-hmm. But what do, you, what do you find happens in a lot of relationships? Um, you know, when we see people who don't always connect with each other, like you always have that one person who doesn't connect with everyone, but yet when they're one-on-one, like they're, they're the most, you know, you find that they're the most amazing person. But they're just they're just not connecting. Um, we have a question specifically from an entrepreneur who is regarded as a you know a great person, but he's not really connecting with the, with what he wants to do. And what he wants to do is really make a difference. He, it's something really good, but he's not seeming to get so far. But he knows the right people, and they see him and they say hello, how are you, and all that. But he's not getting as far as he wants to. And he he has said many times, oh. You know, um, Gail and Alice, which is our other partner, it must be me. Something must be wrong with him. Can you share, you know, how some entrepreneurs may be able to break through that ceiling where they know the right people, but they're still not connecting? Well, I think that when you try to adjust yourself to the reality around you, then you will lose yourself in that process. You always have to you have to be connected to your own core and do what you love and you will get your tribe that way because you will get the people of the same frequency as yourself. And today, for instance, doing it via uh, social media, you will always connect to people that are of the same frequency as you. So you do not need to adjust anything with yourself. All you have to do is be more of who you truly are. And that takes courage to be who you truly are all the time. And it takes work, and it's a silent work. You do it by yourself all the time. You have to be authentic, and you have to be true to yourself all the time. And maybe you have a message that is not resonating with 100% of the people out there, but maybe 2 or 3% of the people. And, and that's your tribe. You are talking to them, and they will respond to that. But if you try to adjust yourself, then other people will feel that and they will know that you are adjusting yourself, that you are not authentic. Because we live in a time where being authentic is actually 
the only way to be. You cannot be other, other, any other way because people are looking for the truth out there and they want, they want your take on, on reality. So if you're authentic, you will connect to people that are of the same frequency as you. And that's my only advice I can give to them is be who you are and be authentic and you will find your tribe. Wow. Well, to all of those out there, you've just heard Gordana, and I think this is a very important point, uh, Gordana, for all entrepreneurs, okay, that you do, not have to, you do not have to struggle, be yourself, and stay true to yourself. And people take that word, stay true to yourself, very lightly, but it, just in, on the basis of what you said, it's quite powerful, you know, of what you said. Um, I just want, you know, Vivian, I just want to sneak one question in here with her. Um, you know, one of the things that I've, I really want to look at is that, you know, there are beliefs that we tell ourselves all the time. You spoke about this in one of your articles or one of your uh, videos, okay? We talk to ourselves, and in this particular conscious living video, you said the things that we mostly say to ourselves are not our own words. You said it, you know, a derivative of that, and Mm. Would you explain mm. that a little bit? Because all of us walk around, the things that we say to ourselves, if someone were to say it to us, we probably might slap them. So, mm. you yes, know, it's, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's really funny. So I just wanted to ask you about that. Well, I think I talked about beliefs uh, just a while ago. I think that when we are born, we are born open to this reality and we take in everything that is presented to us. We, we, take, we take everything from our parents, everything they tell us we believe, school, media, everyone. We take everything as a valuable truth of how reality works. And then we adopt it and we use it as our own truth until we start questioning them. And most of us never question those truths. And I put quotation marks around those truths because it's not about truth. It's about belief systems. It's about things that other people um, want you to believe about reality. And I mean, in school, you learn that you are, you are one of many, while the truth is you are unique and there is no one like you. So that's one truth that... We struggle all the time for the rest of our lives that we are not supposed to believe that we are unique, that we are just as everybody else in this reality. So I mean that we do have these belief systems that we have inherited from society and parents and everyone else. And we, we think that this is how reality works and we never question them. So when you start questioning them, I mean, you can start questioning anything in your reality aging, uh, how we act as men or women, uh, politics, what is that? If you start asking questions as little children do, then you will find all the belief systems at work with you. And if you allow these belief systems to create your reality, then your reality becomes an unconscious creation because it was not yours from the beginning. It is second... um, it is experiences given to you by someone else. It is not your own experiences. I don't know if I'm making any sense with this for you, but it's it's the easiest way for me to explain what I mean by this. I mean, I'm talking about belief systems implemented by others before we even speak, before we even use words. I mean, we, we look at people, we look at our parents, how they interact. Before we even understand their words, we can read their body language and we learn how people interact with each other before we can speak. So it's, it's a deeply rooted belief system. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, go right ahead, Vivian. That resonated with me as well. So I'm in the zone of wow and sinking it in. <laughs> so um, you you talked about you know belief systems and how our belief systems aren't our own creation; it's what we see, what we perceive. Mm-hmm. So 
what can we do to make sure that we are actually truly empowered in whatever like obstacles or endeavors that we take on? Well, you can start by realizing that any obstacle coming to you has two sides at least, <laughs> one positive and one negative side. And you, if you have a free will which gives you the possibility or the, the, it gives you the choice. You can choose if you want to perceive the worse side of the obstacle or the better side of the obstacle. And it's always your choice. So you have a responsibility to try to find the better side of the obstacle and then use that in your reality. It's the only way to, put, to, to, ta- to take yourself, the easiest way for you to go through your reality is to start looking at the obstacles from the better side. I'm not saying that every obstacle has a good side. It might be two bad sides, but you can use, choose the less, the less bad side, if I if if I'm if I can pronounce it that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, um, I mean, it's always it's always in the choice. I mean, you do have the choice to choose how you respond to something. So you you always have that power of choice, and, and that's a great power. It you should be using it all the time, not not just saying this obstacle came to me and I have to deal with it. You always have a choice on how to deal with it. You know, Gordana, this is such a powerful thing you said because often, you know, often when an obstacle comes in, you know, your words that you just said right away, I mean, I can even hear myself saying it. You know, I'm sure Vivian can hear the same thing. Oh, my God, here's something coming up now that I have to deal with. You actually, you know, especially – um, just in life in general, you feel like, oh my God, it's you know, there's there's work, there's there's a family, there's this, there's that, you know, the everyday things that you deal with. You're like, oh, here comes another obstacle. You know, how do you make the time in between those thoughts that are coming in to say, okay, what's the good side of this obstacle? You know, you, in the moment, and even for a while, because we're always automatic thinking is automatic behavior, and. In that moment, you know, Gordana, how do you, not even how, I guess it's how is relevant to the person, but what steps can one take to, to you know, have an interruption in that? Because it's so easy to think, oh, my God, here's something else I have to deal with now. I mean, I often feel that way myself. Hmm. Well, uh, you have to start realizing that time is an illusion, so you can always give yourself time. And I'm not talking about giving yourself uh, 10 minutes. It's, it's, it's a fraction of a second. It's a fraction of a second. When, when an obstacle comes up, first you have to acknowledge that there are more sides to this obstacle than just the one uh, that I'm perceiving. So where are the other sides? How can I deal with this in a better way? And it doesn't take 10 minutes. It takes a fraction of a second to do that. So it's, it's about creating that fraction of a second, giving yourself time to not just react, but to act on it. And when you act on it, you do it consciously. When you react, you do it unconsciously, allowing your former beliefs to drive you in that moment. So it's always mm. about, I mean, you can take a breathe, breathe in and think about it and breathe out. That's all it takes, not it doesn't have to take a longer time than that. Sometimes we, we make things more complicated than they are because this is, this is not a complicated process. It's just about being present in the present and then realizing that you do have the time because you are the one creating that time. Time is an illusion from the beginning. You are creating the time and you can give yourself time to act differently. That's when we change our stars, when we act differently on a reoccurring obstacle in our reality, for instance. So just giving yourself that time by breathing in and breathing out sounds like a very easy thing, and it is, but you have to remember to do it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's just, you know, and, and it's funny <laughs> because we all often think that we are, you know, you know, you know, then when you get in this mode, Gordana, the first thing you want to do is like, you know, I'm going to do this all, you know, especially if you live your life. I live my life mm-hmm. a lot of the way that you speak, okay? 
And then, mm. but then you have to mm. catch yourself of not being a perfectionist at it. Like it, it's, it's so for you have to allow yourself to be human. That's that's the the most mm. important part that we are all human beings and it's okay to make mistakes. You know, mm. it's it's okay for all of those things. You know, um, you know, Vivian, jump in here. Is there anything that you would also like to ask or share with Gordani yourself? I mean, it's like the whole perfectionist topic, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm one of those people that I try to be perfect at everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I realized, you know, with speaking with Gail that perfection doesn't exist because Mm -hmm. as human beings, we're not robots, we're not machines. Mm -hmm. And the whole view of trying to be perfect, it just, it's more of a negative thing. Yeah, it is because you don't allow yourself to be imperfect. If you were, were to be perfect, then you would be God, and you are you are a you are a part of God, and the imperfect part is a glitch where the light comes in. So you are supposed mm-hmm. to be imperfect. That is that is your. That is why you are here, to explore the imperfection of it. Because when you're perfect, then nothing happens. Everything is still. But when you're imperfect, then there is something to change, something to do. So the imperfect thing is actually being human. There is, no, there is one thing that is perfect, as I said, and it's God. But as you are, you are a fraction of it, and you are supposed to be you're supposed to be, the, the imperfect part is being open to change. Because when you are perfect, then there is no change, as I said in the beginning. So being imperfect is having a little glitch where you allow change to happen. And that's the beauty of it, because we are here to explore the change. We are here to explore new things in our life. If you're perfect, then nothing new can come in. So being imperfect is actually a very, very good thing. It's, it's allowing change, and it's allowing you to enjoy exploring who you are all the time. So be imperfect. That's the way. Enjoy your perfect imperfections. That's what I say. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, one of the things, <laughs> my last question for you, Gordana, is what mm-hmm. is one of the things that you in your life felt as a failure at one time, Okay. And you were able to turn it into success as how Gordana defines it. Not the world, not anyone else, but Gordana. What is something, it could be a cup of coffee or anything. What is something that you are very proud of in that area? Um, I, I do have um, a thing with failures because I do not recognize anything in anyone's life as a failure. I recognize it as an experience of being who I was then and who I am now. So uh, I don't see anything in my life as a failure. I see it as a learning experience. So I, I don't feel that I have had failures, but if I would have one failure, that is to be born in a very, very harsh environment because that was that was a hard thing for me and I had a hard childhood so that could I could see that as something on a spiritual level but in in my life as it is now I I don't see failures I only see them as learning experience and I do learn a lot in my life I learn every day everything is new so I see it as learning experiences I I I have a hard time explaining failures because I do not see. There are no failures in, in anyone's life, actually, only learning experiences. I don't know if that sounds strange to you, but I do write a lot about this. I feel that a lot of people live in their failures. They feel that everything in their life has become a failure, and I, I don't see that. I, I simply see it as learning experience that I had to go through and then simply to become who I, who I am today. I would I actually agree to that. And one of the reasons why we use that word failure often, Gordana, is because for one to realize that there is no failure. There is just a level of things that we all have that are experiences that are part of our destination. 
And, yes, uh, exactly. Yes, you know, um, I really thank you. You know, one of the things that um, illuminated for me in your writing, uh, my mom passed away four years ago, and it was the hardest mm-hmm. thing. I, I, You don't know how you feel. The loss of a mother is, I always say, it's an opposite way. It's almost like the umbilical cord almost feels cut because, you, you know, mm-hmm. everyone can say that they're with you in spirit, but you cannot feel them and touch them the same way. You know what I mean? And they are still mm-hmm. living with you, yeah. but in a, different way, in, in a different way. And they come to you mm-hmm. in different ways that, you know, some people, if we mm-hmm. got into that conversation, could be for hours because there's ways that our, our, our family members or someone you're close to comes to you in different ways that some, on some levels in this dimension people can handle and some people mm-hmm. can't if they don't understand that there's a parallel dimension upon which mm-hmm. we connect with others yeah. in another area. But like I said, that's for another conversation. Mm. But, you know, with that and yeah. then hearing your, hearing your words, um, you know, over Twitter mm. the last few weeks has really just, you know, brought, it almost felt like my mom was talking with me because we would often talk about <laughs> yeah. so much of, of the same things. Mm. And, um, mm. you know, so I, I felt like a blessing. Yes, I feel grateful that you tell me this because I had uh, – my mother-in-law, I had a very, very beautiful relationship with my mother-in-law. And if we were to talk about failures, I felt that if I knew better, I would have talked more to her. I would have been more present when she was alive. Because when she passed away, it, I, I wasn't expecting that. And it was a horrible time for me and my husband. We couldn't even deal with it. But I connected with her after she passed and she told me things that has helped me define my reality as it is now define how i am creating this reality and i do know for certain that we are connected to our loved ones beyond life so i, you know, I do i do it resonates with me what you said just now you know if i may say this you know um like i said almost feels now it feels like the coffee table because you know, it, it felt like through that through the whole conversation, but this, is, I guess, is something that, you know, your mom is the most important thing, just like for your son. You are the most important thing for him and for your husband. And the thing about a, a, a mother and a father, you know, when my, my mom was very similar. I felt the same way. I felt, you know, if, when I knew better, I could have done better. You know, we were, my mother was a, a woman who worked very hard. So we watched her working hard, and like you said, you have to be conscious because when you work, when you what you see in your home is what you navigate to, and what you activate mm-hmm. yourself to. And I actually am a work, you know, I, I have to catch myself now. I was working so much, and my mother believes you go for what you need to go for. I'm going to be here. So in my mind, my mother passed away from emphysema, which is you know the smoking, and she she gave me the most the most beautiful gift. And she said, my smoking, because, you know, as a, parent, as a child, no matter what age you want your mom, you want to help your mother or your father. You want them to do better. And the most powerful gift she gave to me, uh, I don't feel like crying now, is that what, the choices I made in my life, Gail, are my choices. They're not yours. Mm. So mm. you cannot do more for me than I could only see to do for myself. Mm. And that was the most beautiful gift that she gave to me. What I didn't realize is I took for granted that she was going to be there. You know, there were times I said, Mommy, I'm going to come, yeah. and she would say, that's okay. You know, you do what you need to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But I remember the one day that I came to her and she cried. And that let me know mm-hmm. that she didn't want what I was trying to provide for her. She just wanted my brother and I. So I just leave that with anyone mm-hmm. that the most important thing is that. And, um, you know, with that, Gordana, I just mm-hmm. want to thank you for being a part of the show today. And Vivian, was there any last things that you wanted to say to Gradana? I mean, this whole conversation today is, it it, it hit me in ways that I thought it wouldn't. And I just, I was able to make connections with the things that you've talked about. And it's just very monumental. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> Thank you. Is you know yeah. what I do want to say for that. Yeah. Thank was, you, uh, thank you so much, both of you. You're you're a gift, uh, Gordana. 
You're a gift. Thank, thank you, you so gift. much for having me on this <laughs> on this show, and I enjoyed immensely talking to you. I, I reckon you're, uh, there's an age difference between you. One of you are, are talking about student life and 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 being yourself yes, in this is. reality, and you are talking. Yeah, so I, I feel that we connected on a beyond age level too. I, I enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> we have one of the things in our group of Listen and Give, there are 30 of us uh, who've come together under this initiative from all over the world, all ethnicities. And our importance is that one of the things that we as a group, not just one, you know, um, I'm always been called into question as a part of the people co-founded and created. And I said, you know, my issue sometimes is, yes, while I leave this with my other partners, we all leave this together. And it's important that everyone leads in the same direction, which is, not, which is very hard to do, but I think that it is possible the same way that you think it is possible. In fact, not, it's not only possible, it happens. It's only if we as a group allow it to happen as humanity. You know, a lot of us take that lightly. When we say the word make a difference, People use that a lot, but people like yourself, you really do make a difference. You really do live by your principles, and you real and you resonate that you are, you know, a human being who does make error, and you learn from the things that you say. So this is a, a, an extremely powerful thing for people to really get, you know. And that's why I said, Gordon, you are truly a gift because you walk the walk. You don't just talk it. And we are the same way. So you know, we thank mm-hmm. you, and we hope that in the in the future that you will look to even, you know, be on the show again. We'd love to have you back later, you know, in a year or something. I would I would love to come back to you anytime, Gail. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very beautiful having you on the show. And um it, I, I have no other words because it would just be it would just be redundancy. Just thank you. Thank you. This has been an amazing thank show and, and one that I'll remember for the rest <laughs> of my life. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you. Okay, and you have an amazing day. And Vivian, thank you for being our co-host in Place of Jay today. Well, you know, thank you. It was a great experience. We had a lot of fun. Okay. Well, everyone, have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.